0: So we're hosting Electrolux uh, today, the uh, global uh, appliances uh, company that's also very familiar and one of the market leaders uh, in Israel. And obviously we're looking into sustainability, uh, but also into innovation. And we have uh, with us today uh, uh, Tovi uh, Chevalier, the head of uh, Electrolux uh, Innovation Hub, and also Vanessa uh, Butani, the head, uh, the vice president for sustainability. Uh, we're starting with you, uh, Tove. So, hello, hello from Sweden. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. Likewise, there's always this thing in Israel when you uh, come across to Sweden. You think about the Eurovision contest. So uh, we're not in the Eurovision contest, but we might sing just as well, right?
1: <laughs> yes, I hope we're Eurovision is very uh, true to my heart, but ov- obviously we do other things as well.
0: Yeah, so we'll try. At least I will not sing today. I don't think people will really appreciate that. So let's jump right into (laughs) innovation, but also to sustainability. Can you sort of enlighten us or capture our our imagination with some examples on uh, sort of innovative, sustainable products that are coming out of the innovation pipeline at Electrolux?
1: Yes, I would love to. So there's three key areas that we work with with innovation. So it's taste, which is all about sustainable eating. And then we have care, so sustainable clothing care, and then we have well-being in the home. Uh, So those are the three areas that we work with with innovation. And within those, there are, of course, very, very exciting things that are coming out and, and coming in in the market at the moment. So if you look at taste and, and how we help to to drive, you know, minimizing food waste, we, of course, work a lot with our food preservation and, and fridges to, to help you store them in the right way. So you minimize the food waste at the right place. And there, are one of the innovations that we have is, of course, the ultra fresh plus where we have, you know, sealed drawers within the fridges that helps really to store in the ultimate. Conditions, uh, which I love. It's one of my favorite uh, innovations that we have within food preservation. So that's one of them. Uh, When care, uh, which is clothing care, is all about resource management. So helping you to minimize your water and energy usage as well as provide better care for your garments. And I think one of the things that Maybe people are missing out sometimes is that, you know, one of the key impact drivers is how you care for your clothes, not only how the care, the clothes are produced. So here, of course, one of the, the ones in the innovations that I use the most is our steam technology uh, in our washing machines. So how we help people actually wash less and refresh more uh, is through our steam technology. So one of my ultimate favorite ones. And then, of course, within uh, well-being, kind of how we how we make the the best air and uh, quality in the homes, of course, the air purifiers.
0: Fascinating, and it's it's very much about the small things that we can do in our daily life, small actions that sort of you know all together they definitely have a difference uh, in terms of uh, keeping to let's say, uh, the lifestyle that we're used to, but at the same time caring for the planet and reducing eventually the uh, negative impact. Uh, Tell us a bit about the Innovation Hub. I started with sustainability and, you know, the imagination that you sparked. But what actually happens at the Innovation Hub uh, that you run at Electrolux?
1: Yes, so I think I have the absolute best job uh, in the world because I like I I'm responsible of kind of pushing the the company uh, forward and kind of ensuring that everything that the targets that we have that we make them a reality. And um, so the innovation hub came about when in 2019 when we kind of formulate and reformulate our sustainability targets for. 2030 and where we felt that we need to to have an engine an innovation engine that can push us further and not only incrementally improve what we have today but actually look beyond the products and solutions that we have and see how we can can foster our sustainability thought leadership and continue on that journey that we've done for so many years hence that's why we created the innovation how which is both a physical place but also a mental uh, model and and a culture driver within the company to make sure that we always push ourselves beyond what we do today. Um, so that's how we came about. And, and we really do we do three things for the companies that we we do foresight and we look into the, the future and kind of where are the biggest shifts happening in the world. And then we help the company to set those innovation strategies on a, on a long term horizon. So where do we see growth coming and, and how can we drive that growth in a sustainable way? And then lastly, we help the company to explore and test and learn about these areas before we can scale them. So I think it's a very, very interesting uh, at work that we do uh, and fascinating because we've been doing uh, accelerators and incubators for a long time as big companies have. And I think that the the, the nugget that we found in, in this term is that we're connecting not only experimentation and incubation of new ideas, but we connect it directly to our innovation strategy, which I think is, is very interesting and, and, and very, very powerful.
0: Absolutely. And that's definitely one of the triggers for our conversation today. Any vacancies within your team so people can apply? Because it really sounds very, very attractive. Yes. You all... <laughs> uh, there's also you've reached out to young adults to sort of uh, connect innovation with the way that uh, young adults think, the younger generation. That sounds fascinating as well.
1: Yes, it is. So we realized that a lot of times we we work with a larger uh, group of external partners today, uh, but we realized that we missed the link into the youth because they are really kind of the the change makers and our customers of tomorrow. So we need to much closer connect uh, with them and understand what are their needs and uh, thinking around the future of sustainable living. Uh, So we reached out to them and did it in a couple of steps. Uh, so we did a, a bigger survey with around 14,000 youth around the world and asked them, what do we feel about sustainable living in the future? And uh, Where do they see the responsibility lies? And, and what are the key things that we need to focus on? Um, so that was the first step. The second step that we did and still doing, which I think is, is even more important, is that, you know, we cannot only listen Uh, and really hear them but we need also to to work with them so we invited them in and actually now we have a a a team of eight young change makers that we co-create with and they're part of our innovation process now when we look into uh, future innovations
0: wow and they do it as sort of what after school or how does it actually happen (laughs)
1: Yes, uh, it's been really fascinating now with uh, with COVID uh, coming in and actually kind of our progress in into make this happen. Uh, so we've been working with them after school and uh, on odd hours uh, to make sure that we the we work with their calendars and make sure that it works with their schoolwork, of course. Uh, but they come in and they they had a seat at the table and they work with our designers and our R and D and and engineers, uh, which is. Uh, We've learned so much in this process.
0: Wow, I would imagine it really goes both ways in terms of the opportunity and sort of fresh input that they bring, but also at the same time learning from sort of experience and how things are really um, get done eventually. Um, To sort of maybe to connect us and then invite uh, Vanessa in. What would you say are the drivers uh, that push, you know, the appliance industry, Electrolux, to sort of innovation and sustainability, sort of connected together?
1: Mm-hmm. A very important uh, question to talk about, I think, because of course, sustainability is, is part of who we are. Uh, it's not a nice to have, it, it's it's really connected to, to our purpose and what we believe in, and what we believed in, you know, 400 years that we think is important. Uh, so that's the root cause. Then of course, now more than ever, with climate change, and, and the things that are happening around the world, it's very, very important that, that we lead this change. And we continue to be the sustainable thought leader that we are and keep pushing the envelope faster uh, than before then of course looking at kind of 10 year shift and where we see what the world is going we see as as the industry as a whole and, and the appliance market, we need to make this change of not only improving our products and making them more sustainable, but actually helping people to live better and live more sustainably and changing behaviors you talked about before. If we don't do that, we will not stay relevant. So of course, from a market and business perspective, it's equally important looking to our customers today, but also the, the youth of and change makers of tomorrow. It is crucial for us to stay relevant we have to to continue to push the envelope. So, of course, those are the three drivers that we have when we look into innovation uh, for sustainability.
0: It definitely sounds very sustainable in terms of business strategy. I'm sure Vanessa will add up to that. And I think you've tapped on one of the crucial roles of businesses today to help consumers, to help the public sort of live better, but at the same time live more uh, sustainably. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Tofi. Uh, so we now have uh, Vanessa Butani, Vice President uh, for Sustainability at ElectroLux, joining us. Hi, Vanessa. Hello. Uh, so we've we've sort of heard about um, innovation and sustainability at ElectroLux, and and let's take a sort of a step back to the overall strategy. You recently announced a shift from a sustainability strategy to a sustainable strategy which connects the whole uh, strategy uh, deeper into the business, if I understood correctly. So can you share sort of what it's all about?
2: Absolutely, thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the core of it is that sustainability for us isn't just an add-on, right? If you have a sustainability strategy over here, you can easily take and say, "Okay, we're done with that, let's keep going now. When we say we have a sustainable strategy, then it's totally integrated into our business, right, which is uh, which is core for us. And that's how we're really going to take the next steps in our work here. So, I mean, we're an industry leader with ambitious goals and it's not just about the planet, really. It's good business. Right. So we believe our sustainable strategy really is going to make us stand out in the marketplace Um, and integrating that into business um, is is how we do that. And we frame it in something we call our For the Better 2030 platform, um, where we have three pillars, where we talk about better company, better solutions and better living. Um, so better company is really about getting our own house in order, right? It's, it's working towards carbon neutrality in our operations, making sure we have diverse and fair workplaces, uh, driving high environmental and social standards among our suppliers as well. Um, and, of course, giving back to the communities around us. Then we have better solutions, which is really our products, right? Delivering sustainability throughout the life cycle of our products, uh, from materials to packaging and end of life. And then I see really coupled with that is better living, which is about enabling consumers to live more sustainably. And it's not just by choosing Electrolux, right, but in the way they use their products in their homes every single day. Right. Um, And and an interesting fact there is we know that 52 percent of consumers say that they're climate conscious, but they're not living as sustainably as they would like to. And we believe we really can help them live their values, um, working together with us and and, and doing all of this, our For the Better 2030 platform is now setting up to get us to carbon neutrality in everything that we do across our entire value chain by 2050. That's our plan um yes, and, right. and it's about you know the, the elements working together right so uh, it's group operations it's our business areas it's the consumer experience and all the functions there so all of the functions need to work together and, and that's why it's a sustainable strategy because we all have a role to play here um, and we're all part of it
0: and i mean we'll, we'll go deeper into the uh better living better solutions or better solutions better living but first i want to ask you has I mean, what has changed in your role, in your daily routine through the change of strategy, if any changes sort of appear? Because that's, I think it's interesting to understand uh, uh, what's the difference here. Yeah, I mean, it sounds promising. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, really, it's just a change of words, right? <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but it is so much bigger than that for um, I think for me in my role, how it really changes is that sure, we have a core sustainability team at Electrolex, right? But now I really need to make sure that we have 48,000 people on our sustainability team. Like that's, that's everybody needs to feel like I have a role to play in sustainability. I have a responsibility. I'm proud to work for this company that's doing so much towards sustainability. So I think it's really to me uh, building that network um, and, and, and making sure that everybody understands how can I contribute and what is it that I can do. And at the same time, it's also that we all are ambassadors for Electrolux for sustainability, so making sure that, that we know the best ways to use our products um, uh, and, to, and to make them the most sustainable as possible. So I, th- I think that's really the big difference is going to really get, uh, get everybody involved and really be integrated throughout the organization and, and create that network.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty... I mean, going out of a silo to a more integrated approach, uh, your role, I would imagine, involves a lot of being a connector and integrator, as you mentioned. So, uh, I mean, good luck with that. I think that's definitely where we need to, need to add. There was a phase, by the way, when people said we don't need sustainability officers uh, once we get sustainability into the overall strategy. But you're very much emphasizing the essential role that you need here for integrators and connectors. Um, anyway, going back to, yeah, you want to comment on that? Go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, um, I think that is obviously the, the ultimate goal. We shouldn't need to have a sustainability person, but I think, I mean, just looking at uh, the COP26 discussions in Glasgow and like, you know, we're not there yet. We still have a long way to go. And when you have one focal point uh, that helps to to be that drive, to be that energy. So somebody I spoke to sort of a, a mentor said, OK, Vanessa, you're like the Sherpa. You've got to be the one pulling the hard work there. You've got to get everybody involved. Right. And uh, and then I see that. <laughs> so so, yes, the whole organization needs to get into it. We all need to to own this together, but we still need kind of a fire behind us also. And I'm happy to be that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I think that if you want to drive uh, uh, an issue forward, you need somebody to sort of uh, hold the flag, whether that that person is sort of doing it by uh, him or herself or sort of serves as a connector. That's, I think, the key uh, element in here. Going back to the better solutions, better living, that also touches, I think, on on Glasgow and everything that we've heard. Uh, and the role of business here, of helping consumers to be uh, more sustainable, uh, live more sustainably, rather than just you know feeling guilty for not being uh, sort of uh, uh, living according to that. So, can you share some examples of how how can you do that?
2: Yeah, sure. And, and I'll also share with you just why it's so important for us also to really step up our game on better solutions and better living right if you think of the total life cycle impact of a product right you've got uh, all the materials that come in there the transport to create it uh how we actually create it in our factories and getting it out to the retailers and selling it and then it gets to your home and then you use it right so and then you dispose of it or or recycle it we hope right is, is the best obviously um but in all of that, the biggest impact, 85% of the impact the carbon emissions come from the use phase of the product. So when that product is in people's homes and used, most of them used every day, right? Like your fridge or something like that's always on every single day um, through over 10 to 20 years, whatever it may be, the lifetime is. So for us, it's therefore super important, right? Uh, coming back to the solutions and living, making the solutions that are the most resource efficient possible And then, of course, getting um, helping consumers to uh, to understand how to use those in the best way. So um, so so it's that combination that is so strong, fantastic appliances and and at a base level, you know, they they always use much less water, much less energy. Um, But then there's stuff that we can do to help like nudge consumers really to help teach consumers how to use those even better. Um, so they make and take it sort of to the next level and make another impact there themselves. Um, and I think you, you you mentioned to me before that, you know, well, consumers in Israel, they're not, you know, if, if it's just a sustainable product is just green, it's, it's not as interesting as in it, what can it do for me? And I think that's the key. To me, um, that we need to that we need to get to. So we need to show people what is the value in doing this. Um, one thing we did recently was a study called "The Truth About Laundry," where we studied uh, about twelve thousand people across Europe and asked them about their laundry habits. So how do you do your laundry? And it was really interesting to see the learnings we got out of that. You know, people have learned how to do their laundry from their parents. From learned from their parents and they don't really change their behavior. So there's a lot of things that we could actually improve upon, simply with what we have today, uh, without making all these new features in the products, actually. Um, And and one of those that I'd like to just send along to your your viewers is is this, that uh, 30 is the new 40, meaning that washing your clothes at 40 degrees is really not necessary. You can wash at 30 degrees and get a great result doing that. Uh, And and I think that's the key thing there is that you get a great result for your clothes. It helps take care of your clothes better, helps reduce the wear and tear on your clothes. And at the same time, you've reduced 10 degrees on your washing cycle. And as we said, if we do that across Europe, it would be like taking out a million and a half cars off the road just by changing the the temperature. So I think there's a lot of interesting things that we can do there. Uh, Some of the other innovations that we have on the market is, for example, our quick select dishwasher. And that's one that I really like because in that dishwasher, you have a slider button. Um, on the top on the panel, where you can choose either a quick wash or an eco wash. And what's interesting with that, I think, is it allows people to see, okay, you know what? If I reduce the time, if I do a quicker wash, it actually uh, consumes more resources than if I do a longer wash. And that's kind of counterintuitive to people. So, as I see here, we're helping people to understand the implications of the choices we make, but also allowing them to make a choice. Like, you know what, I have time today. I can do a long wash, and that's going to be the best one for the environment. You know what today i really need to get those dishes done i do the short one and i make that choice um so that we keep it so that it is something that that the the consumer knows what they're doing that they can make a choice and you don't have to feel guilty about that choice either um, which i think is important so it's about reinforcing the positive um, as well in that
0: yeah absolutely and you've actually solved a major issue that we're debating at the office with the washer so okay. <laughs> we now <laughs> finally have the answer for that uh and i absolutely agree i mean it's all about feeling less guilty it's all about helping um consumers to sort of act more sustainably and that's that's a major opportunity for business here uh, uh for new business models for new solutions uh and for new ways of life. Uh, uh, we'll look into, by the way, the sort of the findings from the laundry habits, because that sounds really fascinating. So uh, Vanessa, there's a lot, there's more, there's more to talk about, but, but quickly, is there was there anything surprising in the laundry sort of survey that you did? Because it sounds really interesting. <laughs>
2: You know, I think one of the most surprising things was how much people wash their jeans. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, if you ask Levi, Levi says you should actually wear your jeans about a hundred times before you wash them. And we were finding times? in our report, Wow. A hundred times. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we were finding in our report people were washing their jeans, or yeah, washing them after wearing them you know, three, four, five times. Uh, so even that is something just to consider, like, do I really need to wash my jeans? Uh, and of course, if you want that, you know, crisp jeans feeling, but I think many of us are thinking like that casual, you know, soft jeans fit is is kind of nice. So, I mean, it's made me think about it for sure. Uh, I've definitely turned my, turned my laundry temperature down to 30 degrees and... Uh, Well, maybe I shouldn't share that, but I don't wash my jeans very much. So that's Um, another issue
0: for (laughs) the office discussion. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Uh, Good. So, Vanessa, thank you so much uh, uh, to you and to Tavi. We'll definitely sort of follow up and look for more sort of, as you said, better solutions, better living. Thank you.